0: What's up, guys, and welcome back to the PloCast. It's your boy, Paul, with my co-host, Evan.
1: Wait a minute, does that mean I, you're the main host and I'm the co-host, or are we both co-hosts?
0: It's your co-co-host, <laughs> Paul, with my co-host, Evan. Okay. And today <laughs> we're going to be talking about Bad Batch, Season 1, Episode 1, The Premiere, Technically, oh, yeah. also Clone Wars season eight, but we're not going to talk. Basically, about yeah. That. Um, and we're just going to talk about how awesome it was, pretty much. Of course. Um, I know Evans; he's already watched it twice. Um, and he three times.
1: <laughs> count three um, times while I was editing. So like I, two and a half.
0: <laughs> I admit I have not rewatched, but I got a I got a chain link memory,
1: so so I'm just gonna go from there. <laughs>
0: But Absolutely. I'll let Evan kick it off.
1: All right. uh, first off, I want to I want to just make it clear that we're we're getting the the videos out as fast as humanly possible for us currently. Um, yes. So if something's like three days late, then that is the soonest it could possibly go up based on our schedules. So it's not like I'm we're just laying around not doing anything. We're trying here. It's just no are grinding. Fight. Yes. <laughs> um, so first off, I wanted to start with uh old old things that were you know sort of brought back in or mentioned you know just callbacks uh to get that out of the way before we talk about new stuff um what 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 did you think like right off the bat when it started with like clone wars and the announcer and all that like going i I remember
0: (laughs) right off the bat i was like oh they brought back the narrator (laughs) like
1: (laughs) tom kane is great
0: It was—I don't even want to say nostalgia because we just had season seven, but it was just like Mm -hmm. so familiar. Like I felt like we were hopping right back into it here. Like I was at home.
1: Yes, at home, (laughs) at peace. Also, um, like the the aftermath. The title of the episode when it was just a black screen and red text. It was exactly the same as um, the last three episodes, I think, of *Siege of Mandalore*, um, with like the just black screen title and that's it like it's really simple i thought that was really cool um i wonder if they're gonna they're they're gonna keep going with the announcer because siege of mandalore if i remember they only had the the uh announcer like talking beginning for the first episode of the siege of mandalore and then the last three it just opened
0: yeah i would be maybe like towards the end of the season so yeah, it's like yeah. maybe we'll get really start going to heavy stuff, but I feel like for now we'll probably hear him again.
1: Yeah, um, there's obviously a lot of a lot of things that were the same from Clone Wars, like the animation style, which we'll talk about later. But um, the voices, the models, it, a lot of it's just right from Clone Wars, which is just really cool. Um, we got to see Az again. Um, yep, I <laughs> think he might have died. Like I, <laughs> in our video, we're like, oh, he just got stunned. <laughs> But you, re- when you think about it, he's a droid. And, like, in when he gets stunned, he, like, short circuits and his eyes, like, go out. So did he just shut down and they rebooted him? Or is, like, is he, like, dead? Wow. I didn't even... I uh, remember <laughs> when, when uh he pulled the gun on him. Yeah. We both freaked
0: out because we thought yeah. he was just going to blast him
1: in the face. Um, but then, I, we still- I don't know, just seeing it be a stun instead of a blast took away the, the thought that, oh, it's a droid. So that probably, that could have, you know kill him yeah, right um, we had a lot of stuff from revenge of the sith which was really cool um oh yeah yeah like at, in the beginning scene where we had the recreations of anakin and obi-wan saving palpatine um that little clip of clip of grievous where he's like pushing the keypad <laughs> time to abandon ship <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool um obviously like the, the big commencement to the empire scene um yep. one thing I, I feel like the timing was kinda weird because when the when the Bad Batch got to Balaba and Caleb, Tack was like, Oh, uh, Obi Wan has just engaged Grievous and then like two minutes later it was Order sixty six, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. Didn't, wasn't there like a, a a larger amount of time like cause he fought Grievous and then he killed Grievous and then there was a little bit of time passed because he went all the way back over to Cody. So I feel like the Timing just a little weird.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like in *Revenge of the Sith*, some of the stuff is going on like simultaneous yeah. too.
1: That could be the I case in like, too. Yeah, like probably the stuff with Anakin and Obi Wan is probably happening at the same time. Um, <clears> so I get, it's it's hard to hard to place that together. Um One interesting thing I saw was the uh when Echo gets hit in the head with the tray, and he wakes up in the med bay first thing he does he starts panicking he said get 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 them off me like because he's just like having a flashback to him being tied up like wired up on skecco minor plugged into all these machines i just thought was a cool detail to because you know him waking up like in a medical bay with no idea what's happening he'd probably react like that think oh no i'm back it's happening again that was probably not a good experience for him (laughs) um also kanan and his master Depa Billaba were in the episode, which I did not see coming. We actually, um, you have actually heard her name only once. And it was when the inquisitor was, fight- if you don't know, we're watching rebels right now. I've seen it. And Paul has, and we're still in season one. Um, but when the check inquisitor- out the series below, yes, do so. Uh, but when the inquisitor <laughs> is fighting Kane in, in the cell, do you remember when, uh, he immediately figured out his fighting style? and then he knew, and then he's he's named her master too i think I oh yeah i could be remembering wrong but that was cool some people were upset though because before this the Kanan uh comic book was canon and this heavily contradicts with that um i haven't read the comic but i know a little bit about it um like the clone captain uh he's captain gray in the show but in the comic he was commander gray and there was Captain Styles, uh, which some people are saying that they just kind of merged into one character. Um, and, like, I think, I, I again, I haven't read the comic, but I think Grey, like, he realizes Order 66 was wrong and that he shouldn't be doing this, and he, like, sacrifices himself to save Kanan and Kanan, but Kanan doesn't know that he does this. Something like that. Um, so a lot of people were upset that they just kind of you know, just plopped them in there. But I, I mean, like, I don't know. They could come, they could always come back. They could always, you know, do more with the story. And as some like us coming into it, not knowing much about it, I I thought, it, I thought it was all right.
0: Yeah, I think it's cool. They're tying, like, it's not a lot of people read the Star Wars comics, mm-hmm. Um, but like a lot of people are going to be watching Bad Batch. And now they're tying in Rebels directly to the Bad Batch themselves. Like, I think that's pretty cool. Because now yeah. people would be interested, like, oh, who's this Padawan? And maybe they'll they'll go on to watch Rebels too.
1: Yeah. Um, it also helps forward um we find out this isn't really a big spoiler for you. Um we find out that Kanan really just does not like clones. Um, obviously, we we know why from context, and then seeing this it even further um proves or you know, furthers that uh which also applied in the comic because Kanan didn't know that. Uh, gray like saved him he, he he had no like he didn't know what happened um right yeah I, I understand why people would be upset though because people who did read those comics really liked those characters and um they're they're all different now they even have different colors apparently this um like detachment is part of the 41st elite so i don't think that was the case in the comic because because they were red probably. yeah um that probably helps distinguish them from shock troopers i guess But yeah, so that's pretty much everything I got for, you know, old stuff coming back. Obviously, there's more and we'll probably talk about more later. Um, But what did you what did you think about, like, just the the quality of of the episode itself?
0: Right away, like (laughs) animation wise, you could tell, like, it's a step ahead. Mm -hmm. Um, Clone Wars Season 7 was probably the best Star Wars animation I've seen, (laughs) And oh, yeah. this just this just continues down that path. Mm-hmm. I remember we were talking about it, the, um, with Kanan, and it's like the waterfall, or I think right before he yeah, jumped was, or whatever. Yeah. but but they kept showing that shot, like that's literally just them flexing, like they're like, yeah, we know what we did, we know that's this how like good, we are, cool. and I'm all for it. I think that was awesome. I remember later, um, when their when their shuttle was flying off Camino, you could literally see the rain. Falling off the wings, like it is top-notch stuff, and and like it's in that weird spot where it's not too realistic. It's still faithful to the Clone Wars animation style while being so realistic. If that makes sense, I think it's awesome what yeah. they're doing.
1: If you look at early Clone Wars and compare it to, like even the latest like five and six, look really good. But if you take early, like one and two and three Clone Wars. 3 is really where they stepped it up, but compared that to Season 7 and this, it's like insane oh, how, yeah. how how much better the, um, the animation has gotten. Um, another thing we talked about in our reaction was that the, the pacing was really good. Um, I, we each said multiple times that the episode was like, what, an hour and 15, hour and 20 minutes, and it really kind of flew by. It didn't really feel like it was that long, um, even though they still did a lot. Uh, I thought that it was like I don't know everything just flowed really nicely. Each scene went into the next pretty well. They met, ma- they managed multiple storylines at the same time pretty well. Um, yeah, just like the whole time, like there was no like there was no part of the episode where I was like, oh, that was like a weird cut, or that was a weird, you know. Um, yeah, I think part of that is because in it, it, uh, Aside from not aside, uh, instead of Clone Wars, Clone Wars wa- aired on 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 TV, so it had to fill a time slot. So each episode was limited to 22 minutes. Uh, same with season seven. I'm not sure why they did that. Some of the episodes were different, but it was still around like the 22 minute mark. Um, but the Bad Batch doesn't have that time restriction, so they have more time to do like subtle pauses and and like. Do you get more character moments and details like that? That standoff with Crosshair when they're all in the hangar. Everybody, there was like a like a thirty <laughs> second just silence and just panning back and forth. I I doubt they would do something like that if the episode had to be like twenty minutes or so because you you just don't have enough time to to fill everything. Um. So that was, that felt really good. Oh yeah,
0: that's definitely an improvement over over Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. um like everyone again saying this clone we're season eight but but right there like they have the freedom to just organically create episodes however long it needs to be and mm-hmm. this one was like super 74 minutes i think it was but um oh i was gonna say another part the um the humor in it <laughs> was awesome because <laughs> like sometimes like oh, a joke will miss and like that'll like kind of contribute to the show dragging or something but i feel like every joke was humorous like even like some of the the slapstick with Wrecker and stuff, oh, yeah. it was still pretty funny. Um, and I, I like—I don't think this is technically a kids' show. I know Rebels is and early Clone Wars was, but I, like kids would definitely still enjoy this. And I, as not so much a kid, am really enjoying it. So yeah. I, I just think it's awesome. Like at no point did I have to say, "Ah, oh, that kind of stunk." Now I got to get back into the show. I was, <laughs> I was, I was held along. I, I liked every scene. Um, like Evan said, some of the scenes more than others, like super tense ones. I think the um the standoff with Saul Guerrera and the um, resistance fighters was also yeah. a very nice tense scene yeah. that that was kind of one of the highs of the episode. but,
1: yeah, it, it, the pacing was was really nice in this first episode. Uh, that's another that's one thing I did forget Saul we this man is everywhere. He's in like everything. oh yeah,, um, yep. but I just thought it was fun to go back to onran because that that four episode arc. From Clone Wars is pretty underrated for me. A lot of people don't have it as like one of their top arcs. And you know, I, I think it's a little bit underrated, but that that's that's for another time. I wanted to talk about he gets credit for it all the time, but D. Bradley Baker is just such an amazing voice actor. This show is like 80% him. <laughs> like 90%. He's playing Wait, the I have to ask. Does he do he does crosshair too? Yeah, he does them all that's such range all five (laughs) of the bad batch. He does every other clone he does. He does new clones and they're all different, which is the most insane thing. Like even gray, somebody we just met. Um, if you haven't read the comic, at least his voice compared to a normal clone is a lot more gravelly and like rougher. So like each, I, I saw, I think it was like an interview, or an article, um, where D says that for each clone, that is, you know, irrelevant enough to be its own character and have its own story. He, like, writes down one adjective for them. And he uses that to, like, to do their voice, which is really cool. But I think it's great that he's getting a show like this. It, this is essentially his show. The Bad Batch oh, is yeah. literally him. Because, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> you know, they got they got gotta There's only so much one person can do. Like, the computer... I mean, I think Wreckers is probably... Um, you know, touched up a little bit to make deeper and maybe crosshair a little bit, but it's like, for the most part, it's just him. And it like, he is just so good at doing that. And the best part is, is how, how you can tell apart different clones, um, especially in the bad batch.
0: I also like how, how iconic D Bradley Baker is. <laughs> like I hear his voice. and yeah, He's think everywhere. He, he is on par to Tamu Morrison. when yeah. I think clone troopers, which is like, that's crazy to me. Yeah, it's kind of in the same way, um, like Ray Park and Sam Witwer. Like oh, yeah. how how they're both equally Darth Maul. Like because again, a clone trooper—that's such an iconic part <laughs> of yeah. Star Wars—and to have D. Bradley Baker, he he built himself up like now with his own show. Like this is his his yeah. magnum opus almost. It's it's oh, yeah. really awesome to see.
1: Um, an interesting point there with Sam Witwer and uh, and Ray Park. They act they eventually came together as to bring the character as both both of them came together to bring the character to life which um i would probably be a little harder for d and Tamura because it doesn't really what are you gonna have d bradley baker do mocap like yeah (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah which is fine but uh yeah and d bradley baker is like that's not the only thing he does he does a lot of stuff and he's a lot of characters in a lot of shows i'll watch like some random YouTube video clip, like of a meme from a show, and like some background character. I'm like, that, that's, the Riley that's him? He's everywhere. <laughs> he's like a lot that of man does characters everything. too. He's he's a really good voice actor, um, and I'm glad that he's getting a, more chances oh, yeah. to. Got hit. I can't imagine the like the percentage of lines that were his from Clone Wars. <laughs> like it's nuts, <laughs> and the amount of named characters he has, like on his yeah, IMDb right. for that shit. All <laughs> right, hats off that's to him. Nuts. Unless you got anything else here, I was going to move on to the uh, actual members themselves. Um, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, uh, the Bad Batch themselves, I thought were really great. Um, the banter and like the conversation is is so nice. Like he had, I love like Wrecker's like big remarks, and then Tech is correcting him <laughs> with like a scientific reason, and then you have Crosshair in the back like may- being sarcastic. And then you know, hunters the one one's like, okay, guys, calm. Like it's they have such yep. like a like a back and forth that is just I don't know.
0: Oh yeah, the team dynamic, like <laughs> you could tell, like all right, hunters the leader, <laughs> wrecker's the big goofball, Tech's the smart guy, crosshair is the moody one, or you know, they all have yeah. they're kind of not tropes, but like all right, I get it, I get what this team is about, and I get why they they work together so well. Eventually, like <laughs> we know what happens with crosshair, but <laughs> um. But, yeah, just the dialogue alone, like all the jokes I already said were funny. And even the action scenes when they're working together is really smart. Um, We all know, like, when Hunter threw the knife and and Crosshair shot it. That was amazing. But, yeah, yeah. the chemistry alone of, (laughs) I guess, of D. Bradley Baker and himself.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um,
0: But it's awesome. Yeah, they were written very well.
1: Yeah. It really makes me want a Delta squad. Uh, series or something, just to see them back and forth more than what we got in the game. Um, I feel like they were a little. This is a good thing. They were kind of toned down a bit from season seven, which I guess I don't know because Clone Wars they were a little bit more, more of just their their um like their personality. Like they were a little more more act. Like I don't know how to put this basically like they're they're more subdued in this like you can still tell who they are but it's a lot calmer um the series uh seems a bit more serious than season seven other than siege of mandalore Um, yeah but i i think they're turning into into really great characters somebody i saw a comment on an instagram post there's a lot of like unfinished clone wars stuff Um, and there's episodes that the bad batch were actually supposed to be part of, uh, that there's probably lines that have been, you know, voice acted and like animation. That's been, you know, partially done that they had to just throw away. Um, I think it'd be cool if they would be able to get some of that in here at all. Um, there's just an interesting comment I saw somewhere. The big thing with the group is Crosshair. how he, you know, he followed or well, he tried to follow order 66 and uh he's he's left the group to work for the empire. Um mm. how do you how do you how are you feeling about this? Absolute stinger.
0: Crosshair, <laughs> I love Crosshair. I think he's cool, dude. I don't know what it is about him. Uh he's a great marksman. I guess he he kind of controls the battlefield from up above, but uh as much as I hate it, I feel like it makes sense for his character. Like I feel like he's a no-nonsense guy. Yeah, um, that would follow orders. I know the Bad Batch, they were all saying, like, we break orders all the time. What are you talking about? It's literally our um, job is to not yeah. follow
1: orders.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I feel like out of any of them, Crosshair would be the one to turn. Mm-hmm. And he would be the one. And honestly, he was fighting it. Um, he didn't turn all the way until they put him under the machine and enhanced the uh, the chip in his brain. Yeah. Um, which shows like, yeah, no, no, no. He, he did break orders before. Like he's part of the team. It's just the its literally the chip telling him what to do. He almost beat it, but then they—they enhance it. And of course, now he's yeah, full dark side. Yeah. I'm hoping maybe a little prediction—he might have a redemption. Um, I hope maybe so. something like like will will snap him out of it. Hopefully, because yeah. I really do like him. I like what he brings to the team.
1: Yeah. Um
0: But contrastly, I think it would be pretty cool seeing them button heads like crosshair going like he knows all their weaknesses like. He's worked together with them oh, yeah. entire Clone Wars. He's going to yeah. be able to like pick them apart, and I think like that cat and mouse game will be some interesting scenes in the future.
1: Yeah, we got a lot of that from just this episode alone. Like there, oh, at yeah, the exactly. very end, there was that one line from Hunters. Like I was thinking about laying low, but crosshair will find us. So he's he, they already know that that uh, that he could be trouble for them. Um, we know it's like his chip. They're all all the members are different. Um so for the other for the other four members, we know that their chips did not uh did not function anymore. I guess it's either they don't mm-hmm. function at all or they're just they can't they don't follow commands like that um they but they stick to their initial programming but clearly you know crosshair's chip uh did work at least a little bit and then it was made worse when Tarkin you know enhanced yeah. it um yep because what I noticed. It seems that once Order 66 was issued and once the chips were activated, the clones, like, lost their personalities. They weren't, you know, oh, this is my pal, like, uh, Rex, and this is my guy, like, Kicker, you know. They call each other by their clone numbers, like, when the shock troopers came to get Crosshair out, he was like CC 9904 or 02 or whatever his, his number is. And like you can tell in the Clone Wars too in season seven, like they call each other by their numbers, they're really serious, they don't deal with any they're just, you know, like robots. They're like the droids essentially. Um but Crosshair, he still kinda maintained his his personality. Like he was still the sarcastic guy, he still, you know, was part of the team and he was, you know, like he was fighting with them in the in the cafeteria. Um, it's just that that tick in his head that, you know, little good soldiers follow orders was just was just too much. Yep. Um which and I think they had a lot of great talks about, uh, like loyalty, and you know, they're about the team, like just in the cell and rec- or not rec or Hunter and Crosshair like butting heads. Um, there was one line where Crosshair was like, "You've always been too stubborn to to make the right move or something." Um, and I, when I hear that, I hear "always," and I'm like, "Okay, so this, all of this coming out of Crosshair isn't new." Like maybe these are just feelings he's had buried deep down. Like maybe he's been sort of resentful or, or angry at Hunter way deep down, not enough for it to mean anything for a while, um, and that could have just been enhanced by by the chip being activated. Um, he right, And yeah. after they did that, after they messed with the chip, he was full fully willing to kill all of them. Like if Hunter didn't yeah. dodge that first shot, he would have shot him right in the head. He would have shot he shot Wrecker, he would have killed him, he would have killed omega, he would have killed everybody. So um I'm I'm just hoping they can get him back by the time the show ends.
0: Yeah. Um no, I like what you said cuz like I guess before clone wars and stuff and we had this deeper lore about Order 66, um I always just thought like the clones were just like, all right, we're just going to follow orders, we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like it's a full-on brainwash. Like they're, they are they like their whole outlook on everything changed because even in like, like the lunchroom and stuff, they're being mean, like, like it, like their whole thing, like (laughs) even crosshair before he had the, um, the operation to amplify it. Like you said, he was still calling him Hunter. Like he was still with the team. He, He fought with them. Like he was still on their side, Yeah. but he disagreed. And then as soon as they, they made order 66 actually work in his brain, now he's straight up, he's just gonna kill him. And yeah. I think, like, it's uh, that's the same thing that happened with the normal clones with their Jedi's. So, like, everyone, like Cody, <laughs> how like <laughs> right away he goes to try and kill Obi-Wan, it's not his fault. Like, it's not like, oh, yeah. I have an order to kill my best friend. No, he doesn't think of him no. as a best friend. Exactly. Anymore. So, I, I really like how they keep like continuing to flesh out Order 66 because honestly, it's like one of the biggest things in exactly. Star Wars.
1: It is like the the tipping point for like essentially everything that happens. That's why I think the fives arc and Clone Wars is one of the most important things in the Star Wars canon. Period. You you can't fight on that. Um, I I really like like you were saying with the orders um, crossing. Like the the whole thing is now you follow all your orders because that is all there is. Um, And there's also I don't know if it's canon, but like the idea, but I saw a fan animation where, um, instead of, instead of it just being a complete rewiring, it was that the clones' memories were changed to uh, memories of the Jedi being like being bad to them. Like it t- takes mm-hmm. away memories of bonding and friendship and replaces them with them just being used as like like cannon fodder, like picking up clones and using them Jedi using the Force and like using clones as like meat shields. Um, which right. is an interesting concept. I don't know if that's the actual canon. It I'm, I assume it's just like a racist personality, and but I just thought that was interesting. Uh, and like you said, seeing more with Order sixty six is always fun. Um, <laughs> fun, but not fun. Yeah, <laughs> it still makes me cry. <laughs> right on crosshair, the thing with the orders, good soldiers follow orders. He <sighs> at that point, uh, Hunter is still technically his commanding officer. So he, that would also apply to Hunter's orders, um, which is why when they were on uh, Onderon, Crosshair had his scope lined uh, up on that, on that lady, but he, wouldn't, he yep. would not shoot. He, he kept saying, he said, Hunter, give the order. Give the order. So he, he must be mentally, physically unable to have done anything while under Hunter's leadership because that is technically an order from a superior. Which you're supposed to follow, and disobeying that would be like, oh my god, I can't be a soldier. You did that. Which is yeah. like he he really wanted to shoot at those at that camp, but because Hunter never gave him the order to, um, he he just he wasn't able to do it. Um, which I think is a pretty pretty interesting little bit that they they stuck in there. Speaking of interesting things, our, our Omega is. <laughs> Omega. <laughs> um, what what did you think of her initially like from from just what we got in this episode and maybe the trailers what what are you thinking so far honestly first glance first thing i'm like
0: ah come on i gotta deal with another kid but but and this is a big but um <laughs> big just butt. like your mama um, oh no. <laughs> craig, no I, craig. I, I, I think yeah shout out craig by the way <laughs> i i think she's pretty cool um i know you guessed it she was a clone right off the mm-hmm. bat i have my reserves i know they called her human yeah uh, in the episode so i was like oh so she's not a clone and then of course they confirmed that she was so now like i guess the clones consider themselves humans and not just i clones. thought they always
1: were human which because it's I, a clone yeah. of a human which means I, I, an identical copy of a human making them human i guess that makes it's sense yeah. how i thought of it which um, is cool I, I guess i like that yeah we we were a little confused on what she kind of was probably because we were you know talking yeah. trying to have reactions over it but i rewatched um from the Camino. i don't remember if it was like nala Se or which what, one of the other ones um She said that Omega has a quote curious mind that causes her to wander or wonder, not wander. Um, And I think Tech said that she has a state of heightened awareness. So that could be her um, enhancement. Yeah. Uh, Another thing we know that she's an enhanced clone because um, when Tarkin was talking to the one Kaminoan, the Kaminoan or Tarkin asked how many enhanced were left, and um, she said. Unfortunately, there's five. Yeah. Yeah. Omega is the fifth enhanced. Because if you remember, uh, Echo is a regular clone. He is not a reg. So you hear five and you're like, oh yeah, the original five. Or the regular five. But no, Echo is not. So that would make Omega the fifth. Which was a hint right there. Um, And we know that she's a clone now. But the question is, who is she a clone of? Is she a Jango Fett clone that was experimented on? Um I feel like like in the face facial features department she definitely reminds me a bit of like a young Django Fett or Boba like just the clone you know Django mm-hmm. in general um so I I wouldn't be surprised if it was also the accent like oof, even more <laughs> so than cuz I don't th- I don't think Tamara's is exclusively Australian it's like some other but it definitely has hints of that in there but Omega was like full on Aussie um yeah but I think that could be interesting um, if she is a clone of Django, but but you know with a different gender because that just shows all the all the crazy experiments that the Caminons are are doing. Yep. Um, also, if she's not a clone of Django, because they don't just clone Django Fat. There, there's a cloning facility, not a Django Fat cloning facility. So there could be other, some sort of other. Person or group of people that are being cloned that we don't know about uh so plenty of plenty of directions for them to take her. um I didn't think I was gonna like her at first, but i i I really do actually
0: yeah, same uh but um like the way they they kind of she kind of molds with the group almost mm-hmm. like I remember she <laughs> she's already a sharp shot, <laughs> which is which is pretty darn cool and then yeah. the one scene uh, I know we both really liked when she was in the cabin. And just looking at the stars, they go into hyperspace, and mm. like you could see the reflection in her eyes, like it was yeah. really cool um I feel like uh, again <laughs> like child characters I'm usually not a fan of, but she didn't really feel like a child. she just felt like a young
1: yeah, she person just wanted to be there makes sense.
0: yeah, um, mm. yeah, and she she just wanted to be with them because she knew they were alike, they're all yeah, they're advanced alike. and um clones, so. Yeah, I'm actually really interested to see what she's
1: all about. A big part and of it's, reason yeah, I liked her was just seeing how she like connected and and talked to the other members. Um, like just the way that she's so fascinated with them, and she she feels, you know, she feels with her her kind. I guess when she's with like she feels not her kind, but she feels like a sort of bond with them because they're you know yeah. they're different. Than everyone else um which could also be another hint at her being a django clone that has been really altered uh so there's that um but i wrote down a couple there was a couple scenes that i noticed upon like watching it again um like one when they get in the prison cell if you look back um hunter goes and like they're talking and he goes he sits down on the bench to like think about what's going on and he like he leans down. He puts his arm, like his hands, like he's, you know, grabbing his chin, like he's thinking. And you, if you watch closely, Omega, while he's doing that, she turns and she looks at, she's watching him. And then, as soon as he does that motion, she turns and she does the same exact motion and copies him <laughs> and just does the same. Which, um, That's awesome. I yeah. missed that. Uh so yes, yeah, like she mirrors their movements. Um, the my favorite scene with her was when she, when Crosshair was sitting down and she went over and she's like i know what you're gonna do please don't do it like she already knew that yeah remember she's has heightened awareness so she Mm -hmm. probably already knew what crosshair was gonna do before he did um she goes over and she like grabs his arm she's like please don't do it and then she's like i know it's not your fault and then crosshair has like a little i don't know if it's a smirk or a smile but he has a little like he he definitely recognizes what she says and he def it definitely hits him the way she just you know like, she knows what he's going to do, and she she's she just wants him to know that at least she knows that it's not his fault. Um, which is kind of sad when you think about it. Uh, especially when you <laughs> think about how Rex handled Order 66 and, like, how difficult that was for him to hold on just for a couple seconds. Uh, um, but, you know. Don't get me started. Oh, yeah. uh, also, like, <laughs> Wrecker's <laughs> little, uh, uh what was it, Lula or Poop? I don't know <laughs> yeah, the little doll this teddy story. bear thing yeah. Yeah. He was looking for it. And she immediately knew what he wanted and she gave it back to him when they were on the shuttle. Um, like she just wants to hang out with them and be their friend because she likes them and she feels, you know, she feels close to them, which I just think is a really cool concept. And, you know, her like leaving Camino for the first time was a cool, cool moment. Um, it also kind of gave Hunter more of a thing to do uh because like if you think about it hunter's kind of like i guess like leonardo leonardo's just like he's the turtle that's the leader and then then that's about it doesn't mean you can't like him or that he can't be inched but like his role is the leader and that's but this kind of she hunter seemed to be the one that she was like the closest with and that she was talking to to try to get them to stay and take her with them and um so it's just cool i just, I like seeing how each member will interact with her
0: absolutely
1: um, Did <laughs> him?
0: Huh? You kind of hit it on the what head. I, I was gonna sweet. say I, I I forgot to mention the uh, the crosshair scene in the jail so, um But yeah, that was another one where like the interplay with with Omega really
1: like changed my mind on here. I'm like, oh okay, I'm
0: yeah. starting to like this little girl.
1: Is it? Um, I feel like there's a pot. Is it even Omega? Because she says Omega, but, <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's just the accent. But when I think saying "omega" in an Australian accent, yeah. I think "omega," not "mega." Omega, omega, uh, omega. see, it's the, two um... different things. <laughs> I'm not Australian, so this is not like a professional. But yeah. it just sounds like it just sounds. I don't know. If you other are people, Australian, let us know how you say "omega." There's probably you know different dialects uh, and different. but uh, and I'm pretty um, sure other characters said "omega." But yeah, I was
0: gonna like, say. Did the? Uh, I'm pretty sure the Kaminoans One of the yeah, omega.
1: at the end there. I wasn't. <laughs> paying attention to the pronunciation but like i just feel like australian it would be omega not, oh, not omega it's omega. weird we're the we're the least qualified people to, to talk about that <laughs> um, yeah so uh i wanted to wrap up here I, we could go on all day about more scenes that we liked um but our last section here just you got any predictions or notes or little extra bits he gathered from the episode that we didn't talk about yet
0: my general vibe of how the episode ended, so like short-term predictions, mm-hmm. is um, they're going to go, uh, I'm guessing Coruscant, um, but they're going to get help. Uh, the Bad Batch without Crosshair. They're going to go to someone or somewhere, and they're going to do a team-up. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping it's a returning character. Um, I'm not sure who, because <laughs> cause Saul is always the, um, the yeah. go-to returning character, but they already kind of met up with him. I don't think they'll go back to him immediately. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like episode 2-3 is going to be about the group just probably strengthening the relationships with each other with Omega and just searching for help somewhere in the galaxy. But my oh. long-term, um, my long-term is we're going to see some Jedis. Um, we're probably going to see Crosshair and his squad hunting down some. We might see the Bad Batch teaming up with some, but I feel like someone, probably not a huge name Jedi, um,
1: Definitely like a cast member or
0: something, but I, I feel like we're going to see some
1: Jedi sometime in the series. H- how about all you? Right. Well, I, I got some stuff for you that I found uh, <laughs> as you were saying all that. Um, so just stick with me here. Uh, there is an episode of the Clone Wars called "Grievous Intrigue," where Jedi Master Eeth Koth is kidnapped by Grievous. Uh, Grievous sends a message to the Republic um, with Koth in captivity. And I believe it was Commander Wolf who noticed that through the transmission, Eeth Koth was giving hand signals to the Republic. Um, I think yep, Obi-Wan yep. translates it. Uh, and the translation is uh, Seleucami System, Sector J-19 from the episode. Oh! Sector J-19. <laughs> that is what Eeth Koth hand signals to the Republic. Um, and
0: that's where they're, they said they were going, right?
1: Yeah, J-19. Uh, and the episode after that is called The Deserter, where they're on Saleucami, hunting for Grievous. Rex gets shot and taken out of commission, and they go to a little farm where Rex finds a deserting clone named Cut Ooh, Laquain, Wow. who is the deserter in the title of the episode, and they have a great you know, conversation about doing following orders and being your own person um so that's that's who they find on salukamai and episode two of the show is called cut and run (laughs) so i'm just gonna find this this was just (laughs) this is a lot of articles online had this um but I wanted to I'm drop say,
0: that on you. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to say, me and Evan did not talk about this beforehand. No, we did not. My mind is officially blown. This man oh, has done his research. I was smart. If this is true, if this is true, uh, I don't even know what I'm going to do. Because <laughs> yeah. that's, that's bananas. Oh, I was like, I feel like
1: well you were like, oh, I'm thinking <laughs> we're maybe going to see uh, another <laughs> character. <maybe. Yeah. laughs>
0: I mean, there you go. There you go. That makes so much yeah. sense. That wow. would be awesome.
1: I'm not but confirming go ahead, go ahead. that that's what's gonna happen. That's just what I read online. Um, but it a lot. It really just adds up. And I really liked Cut Laquane. I thought that was a great. That's a great episode, especially I, for Rex. Um, and he yeah, decides to not turn him in at the end, which was cool. Um, like this, it just lines up too well to be. It's like <laughs> it's that. it's the same location, and the episode has his name in it, and like he's a clone. Um, I imagine with Rex becoming closer to the uh to the bad batch after they met he would probably you know talk about them a little bit talk about cut or cut anyway so uh do you know do you remember that episode
0: i remember it exactly he had um the twilight wife too and they yeah had to, and uh, their
1: kids and there was the uh the um bounty hunters or some mando droids, that droids. There, yep. they came and attacked and that was uh, an awesome arc. rex and cut had to defend the homestead um, I was going to say that last I, shot with Rex riding away and his helmet sitting on the back of the whatever animal was. Uh, was oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I I <laughs> I, I, I kind of wish we were recording because your face when I was <laughs> when oh, I was saying each new detail like was you were like. <clears throat> <are> you <laughs> I was, all
0: right. So so I was thinking, yeah, J-19, that's probably like a level on Coruscant. Like, right, oh, yeah. they're going to go some higher. This isn't, you know, like, confirmed. oh, we could. But come on, dude, that was a
1: bomb yeah. show. I, Give I a like thinking...
0: if, if, if Evan is on fire tonight, because I think he
1: is. Okay. I, I, maybe I am. <laughs> um, but I was thinking it would be, I think I said it in the video, I was thinking it was going to be the moon where uh, the Venator with Ahsoka and Rex crashed on at the end of season seven. Because mm-hmm. um, we ne- in the episode, at least, we don't find out what, what planet or moon that is. And I, I was thinking, because Rex was in the trailer, so I just kind of skipped any other um you know but if that is the case if that is actually where where this is going um man like <laughs> filoni just like the deep dives into the into the backlog of of clone that... was to find that <sighs> and that brings up so many interesting conversations they could have with him because he deserted does <gasps> his chip still work Do, like they're chances are there wasn't a jedi near him did he like he didn't was he even able to receive the transmission probably not so like it, it does he even know like exactly like the full like details of everything um but i don't know if that's the case that would be pretty cool uh
0: that's that's levels man i'm I giving myself
1: hope- 100% credit for figuring out no, just, <laughs> just kidding um,
0: i i honestly hope they they don't go super in depth in explaining it yeah. like i hope they just say alright j19 and we see him go into that foreign planet. Yeah, because and like, like, I feel like...
1: Dumb, and you just see his little hut, and his kids are running yeah, around a little bit older.
0: Because like you just saying that, like, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, I feel like that's a good nod to the fans, mm-hmm. the fans who watch yeah. Clone Wars, and who, who would probably not pick up on it, but would say, hey, I remember yeah. him, and then do the research, exactly. and then, and like right now, have their minds blown like yeah. I just did. That's such that a was, smart...
1: Like hint because it's not even like a hardcore fan of Clone Wars, you wouldn't oh. rem, like you wouldn't. Oh, you remember the episode where they talked about J nineteen and Salukimai? No that was like that's not the detail that you remember from that episode. Those episodes, like that's such a smart because then you go back and you read about it or you watch maybe you're rewatching Clone Wars like once later and he's like Salukimai J nineteen and you're like oh that's where that came <laughs> from. You know, it's just wow. so so smart. um but yeah, episode one, I thought it was great. I, I loved it. Um, I, I'm i thinking it might end up being one of my favorites of the show just because of the length and what they were able to do with that long amount of time. But I understand not every episode is probably going to be even close to that long. I thought it was a really good episode. It's a great place to jump back in with the Bad Batch. It was a great reintroduction to this um, art style and this this version of of the world. Um, the new additions are great. The callbacks are great. The pacing is great. The animation's great. Voice acting is great. The call, like, it's just, oh, yeah. it's really good. I I I had high hopes, and so far they have been exceeded. Yeah. And no, yeah. Uh, the, only, the only, the big gripe I'm seeing is people are having some problems with the timeline and everything lining up, which I, I understand. It's not like per, I'm not saying this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> And a lot of comic fans are upset with how the comic book characters were treated because I that comic can't really be canon anymore because like it, it completely contradicts everything that happened in that not everything but a good portion of that comic. Mm-hmm. Um. So I I also understand where the the anchor kind of comes in. So yeah, what a, what about you? What were your thoughts on this episode?
0: I was gonna say I know I said the same exact thing for Mandalorian season two. Check out our podcast on that. <laughs> but um, great first episode. Um, like you said, we're just jumping right back in. Um, we haven't seen this 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 style of shows for a year now. We've had some Star Wars, but we haven't had Star Wars like this. And mm-hmm. I, I've said, like <laughs> we said it before with the narrator, but I felt at home. I felt like I was watching Clone Wars the other day, and I was just hopping back into another episode.
1: It's a new um, season, season eight.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it'll be my favorite episode, but it's definitely got me like, yeah, like excited for more. Like if this is the quality of the first episode, I just, I just know we're gonna go better from yeah. here. So I'm excited.
1: There's no way that they're they have a, a lackluster finale to this. Um, I think. Right. Uh, I guess my hopes. I want to see. This is a really specific and odd request that I don't think a lot of people are gonna have. I really want to see. Rex and Echo just one give me just give me 1 30 second scene between Rex and Echo where Rex shows Echo the recordings that Fives and AZ made about the inhibitor chips and we get Echo's reaction. That's all I want. You give me that and I don't care what you do. Well, that's a little over exaggerated, but still I I need to I want to see that. That would hit me right in the heart. Exactly. That's all. <laughs> oh. Um also I love Rex. Rex is my favorite clone. He's my main man, but do not turn (laughs) this into the captain Rex show. Give us maybe one episode dedicated to him being there and a main sort of character, but don't just turn that and he can show up. He can be in it like as a sidekick, but don't turn it into the captain Rex show. If you would like to give us a captain Rex show, I would (laughs) not complain. Feel free. Um, Feel free. Or like (laughs) Rex and Cody. Oh, Rex and Cody. Imagine that show. Um, but, yeah, really great episode. I'm going to go 9.5 out of 10.
0: Mm. You know what? I'm going to go 8.9. I'm not going to give it that 9 because I have hopes we're going to get better. But 8.9, that is
1: very solid. I honestly have little to no complaints. Yeah, yeah. Who's to say 10 is the ceiling? You could give it 11 out of 10. Ooh, oh, don't get me. Oh, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> um trying to think if there's any other details that i saw that i just didn't write down It was a pretty filled like there was a lot that happened yeah um, yep. like we didn't even but talk about tar- I was, if you I guys noticed that I tarkin but i i forgot to oh
0: tarkin oh oh yeah. but go ahead he was great i we, we said it in the reaction how like he was the perfect re- like yeah like the the age level between the clone yeah. wars and episode four
1: like he looked I, yeah. good. The animation was... He really looks hard. great, but I feel like he might be a little bit too old. Like, he kind of looks a little bit old. Like, from now to okay. Original Trilogy is like, what? It's like... It's like it's 2020. Like 20. Yeah, I most. feel like he maybe just, like, yeah. looks a little bit old. Like, if we just saw an older version of the Clone Wars one, like... Because, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, it's hard to, to measure, because, like, it seems like these guys just get super old really quick. Like, Admiral Yalaren... Went from having like brown hair and being all young to literally white hair and wrinkly and old yeah. like in a matter of like months. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna cut it there. We don't wanna make this any longer than right. it already is. Uh, so thanks for listening. If you've made it this far, check out the reaction to this episode and the future episodes if you're watching in the future. And if we missed anything, leave a comment. Let us know what you thought. Yes. Let us know what we missed and out. Check out the Rebel series. And definitely check out the Rebel. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening or watching. I don't know if I'm even going to turn this into like a, like anything that there's a video to watch. So um, thanks for listening, uh, and we'll see you for Episode 2. We're saluting. We always do. You just can't see it. <laughs> I forgot how to make Craig leave. It's been so long. Craig, Craig leave. That's Craig, enough.
0: Shut up.